0: Welcome to Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter
1: at Braden Gall.
2: Mine's Aaron Dugan. You can follow me on Twitter at TheAaronDugan or Instagram Aaron underscore Dugan.
1: I am at Stephen Godfrey. Uh, I'm at Stephen Godfrey. There, there it was. Mid-season <laughs> <What>? form, guys.
3: <laughs> uh, Keep it yeah. in, Braden. 38 yeah, Godfrey,
1: Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I am at Stephen Godfrey. Well, there's just a, a meta-contextual commentary there. Uh, what the living- hell
2: is happening?
0: Um, there's, I believe there's an Isbell quote about how we try to not live our lives inside our phones, something like that, um, having just gone to, to a concert with my wife at the Ryman uh, and taking my five-year-old this weekend. All right. Coach O is out at LSU. We'll get into how that type of thing happens uh, down there in Baton Rouge and maybe what the timeline looks like for them. Dan Mullen conversation at Florida. A, a large, We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, guys, about the SEC officiating. Well, they are back now front and center, so we'll try to solve some of those problems. Josh Heupel, Brian Harson doing good things. Matt Corral being amazing. Oh, by the way, Georgia is dominant again against the top 15 opponent with a backup quarterback. Bama rebounds. Adam Sparks is going to be our guest today on the show from the Knoxville News Sentinel covering the Tennessee Volunteers. He left Neyland Stadium at 3 a.m. on Saturday night uh, after that game was over, finally. Um, So we'll talk with him about what, uh, what was going on up there in Knoxville. We will not spend too much time, if any at all, on what the fans did in Knoxville. In fact... Aaron, you have one sentence you would like to mention, right? About the fans in Knoxville, and then, and then we're not going to talk about it the rest of the show, right?
2: Yeah, are we doing it now?
0: Yeah, go ahead and do it now. Let's get it out of the way, and then we'll just be done with it.
2: Tennessee fans, if you want to keep being served alcohol in Neyland Stadium and drink during games, you better lock it up.
0: I would say all people in all stadiums. It's
2: true, but if especially... If you want to drink
0: beer, don't act silly. End of discussion. Steven, do you have anything to add? It, it's happened before. It'll happen again. It's not specific to Tennessee. I don't really care. There we go. All right. All that's coming up on the show today. Aaron, however, before we do any of that, Fringe Element is in fact probably still brought to you by.
3: Uh,
2: Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Jaspers.
1: That was not bad. (laughs) If I'm grading on the lowest curve possible from like three or four weeks ago, I feel like you are in a, I, th- I feel like you're, you know, you're making progress. Yeah. So,
0: so like, what would the ad look like in a television version of that? Like just Aaron sort of prancing down Broadway with like a with like really a, nice vibe and a nice smile and like glowing energy and just I like maybe I'd she was born with it holding. and maybe she got it at Jasper's.
2: Yeah, and obviously there's wind in my hair, clearly. Okay. You have to, your hair needs to be blowing in the wind. Maybe you're holding like a beautiful plate of nachos and just like slow-mo walking down the street. Like maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Jasper's.
1: Um, I would point this out. I'm not trying to create any sort of intercompany rivalry on Braden's behalf, but- You don't have I was to li- I was listening to the gold standard. I feel like you do a better job than Adam.
0: Ooh. He's Hell, got a drink,
2: yeah but you do better. And Adam at has a drink. drink. This is bullshit. Beef.
0: I've been trying to get this beef going for a year and a half now. Is he have... a Saints fan too? He claimed, so he, he came to Saints fandom late in life. Oh, that makes it so much worse. I, I know. I told him this and he doesn't <laughs> believe
1: it because his sister- Now the beef told, is established. If, it, if sister, it, it, please don't tell me it was after 2009, please. Yeah, no, it was, fall. it
0: was, it was, it was like right after Katrina. So,
1: oh was, God. But oh, it was before the he, Super is Bowl. Is he from there?
0: No, his sister went to college there, and so he no. went down to visit. No, and I told him it doesn't no. uh, Steven. I told him it doesn't count. Where is he I've from? Told him I'm this. calling
1: the cops. Where he's is he? He's from, from
0: he's from the triangle, like in the east, he's from Durham, Raleigh, North Carolina. He's from the triangle.
1: So he should be a fan of a team in this same division? And he's oh from oh my
0: god. And he lived in uh he grew up in like DC too, I think a little bit as well. So it should be the oh, football Ving- team.
1: Ving- oh god. All right, blood oath. If you like it's the on. if you
0: like the Nashville Predators, go listen to the podcast and attack Adam. Adam Jaspers. Adam Dugan's
2: dead to everyone. Wow, God. Aaron Dugan prevails. All
0: right, Coach O is is oh. dead to LSU. Um, listen, the, the we saw this coming. We've talked about it for a long time, and we've explained why we you know went through a, a a fancy roulette metaphor, Stephen. That this is this was not it. Right? That you can't hit again on on gold and purple twenty nineteen. You're not going to hit on that again. So this was going to happen. I... I We can go through a list of candidates if you want. We can talk about a timeline on when they're going to make a decision. You know, we can follow that stuff. But what I think is really the most interesting is how does a separation agreement that is going to go into effect six weeks from now how how does that come about? We know it was started before the Florida game because they don't want him doing a less pulling a less miles and winning some games and like winning the fans back and through some crazy weird nonsense. So explain how this all happens, why it comes to an agreement, how it happened, and then what's going to happen over the next six, eight weeks.
1: Right. So every aspect, every individual aspect of this story is not unique. If you isolate them, these are things that happen in major power five firings at major programs. LSU is a major program, top 10, top 20 combined in total, in sum, this is an incredibly unique situation, if that makes sense. So in other words, We've seen coaches that were cut off at the knees midseason and said, hey, you're still going to coach out. Some want to, some don't, for the reasons that Braden just stated. We've seen uh, buyouts minimized, reduced, or rene- renegotiated because of things like NCAA violations or what we had kind of speculated was going on behind the scenes. Just the stuff that we know about from the Title IX situation, going back to Darius Geis. This is all of that plus the very, very old school story of new athletic director, sitting head coach, power struggle amongst native sons. Um, The things that I would take out of what happened this week are this is metaphorically the movie where two guys have guns drawn and they back away from each other slowly and nobody quite wins except Scott Woodward sort of does win Um, he's paying to win I will say that I report this is is like what's
0: supposed to happen with in, in Hamilton then
1: right. Never seen it, but yeah, I'll take your word. For oh it. man!
2: Yeah, yeah, they take were shot. Yeah, it was supposed to just be a duel. It's the but kids, um,
0: the sure. kids were supposed to like fake it and then like walk away from each other, and they both and the, like he loses his son in the process, who so, yeah, I guess is oh, yeah, well, two duels,
1: yeah. Not big on musicals.
0: Um, come on, Godfrey.
2: Godfrey, are you okay? Not big
0: on musicals. I That's hate not... musicals too, but that one is amazing. I'm no, telling I'm good. you, good.
1: Just cut the songs out. Um, it's so the whole thing is a song, but keep going. Exactly. So yeah, no dice. I'd rather run into a. Door I, dude i knowledge. hate i hate music God, free,
2: someone peed uh, in your cheerios today i think no this is, this is this is
1: this is base operating this is this is standard procedure oh, okay but brayden can attest this is yeah. this is normal it does get a little um,
0: grumpy it does get a little grumpy around halloween
1: ed orgeron <laughs> uh very specifically and scott woodward very specifically It behooves them to be nice to each other in public, and that's the last thing that these two individuals want to be, is nice to each other. Um, If you're looking for like a read or a tell in this situation, the number of the read – I'm doing finger quotes, even though this is an audio medium – the renegotiated buyout is minuscule. So I I, I sort of accurately reported but also falsely reported as I was driving on Sunday that they were in meetings to renegotiate what was going to be the, the buyout by its terms, per its terms that he signed after the national championship is not what he is receiving. He is receiving a different sum of money that is damn near that original dollar amount. What that tells you contextually is there is incentive, strong incentive. This is where we, we, we go back and we research our libel law from journalism school guys. There is strong incentive for Ed Orgeron to be very quiet and amenable with LSU. There is strong incentive for LSU to treat Ed Orgeron the exact same way. The weirdest thing uh, in a, in a sea of weird things in this situation, y'all is that he has to make a series of public appearances. Would anyone like to guess why in the world, in this, in this buyout, he would have to make public appearances.
0: You mean it's been negotiated in, you're not talking about press conferences and
1: no, he has to make a public appearance, a series of public appearances in the coming months I think it, I think it's over a year's time as a member or a, an employee of LSU. I just gave you the tell. That's the answer. He's not actually getting fired. He's just not the head of football coach anymore, legally. The only thing that I can glean from this, and I would love LSU to set me straight because I, I got questions, folks, is that he actually has to be held in a pocket in terms of employment structure and employment law at LSU in case – NCAA, FBI, IRS. I'm serious. I'm serious because if you're not familiar, Google LSU, Our Lady of the Lake. That's one of the more recent scandals involving money in LSU. What this buyout structure tells me is that they have to keep him on as an employee technically for a while so that if he is ever subpoenaed or forced to talk or he chooses to talk out of turn, he is still subject to LSU.
2: So we were kind of
1: Right. Oh, I think we were. I think we were more than kind of right. I think we were more than kind of right, for sure.
0: Aaron drops one sentence, and it's all we needed. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh man, it, yeah. So um, I didn't go to journalism school, so I don't. I, libel laws clearly don't apply to me, but.
1: You also own the show. So I'll just crawl into this desk before you say
0: there's well, I mean, I'm not there's just clearly more there there. And it's
1: it's not more complicated than that. We we are. We are within our uh, grounds to speculate. Yes, we just aren't going to.
2: Now we just know that you're super shady and now we're not going to figure it out for a very long time or maybe ever. But we all we all we all see it.
0: Well, isn't it like 450 grand for like five years a month or something like that?
1: It is it 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 trickles out to a degree. Now I will say this: just it's like the Fulmer thing, he is in a little bit of a different situation because he's actually said this in the press before. When he got the first con- the first head coaching contract he ever got at Ole Miss, he and his family at the time did not live like an SEC head coach. They lived very frugally because he knew from day one he was going to get fired from that job and that it was, it was going to be tough. He invested very well. He was a certifiably rich man, a millionaire before he became head coach at LSU as the interim and then got the two deals. He does not need this money to show up on his doorstep anytime soon. Yeah. That behooved his representation in LSU to work out a long, long term deal where we're all uncomfortably hugging each other in a photo that nobody wants to take. That's the metaphor. I want to fill your brains with. Imagine taking a photo at some event where you're like, I hate this person and I have to stand next to them. He's going to be doing that with LSU and vice versa for the foreseeable future. It's it's
0: you and the ex-wife at the eight year old's birthday party posing because you've gotten a divorce and but the you know, eight year old
1: wants to take a picture with both of you. But
2: then also right. add and, on a shit ton of secrets underneath. Right, right. But why no,
0: you got but, divorced in the first place. Oh, it's
1: dirty. Yeah. But dirty. Neither,
0: Nasty,
2: but cheating, lying. Yes,
0: yes. Neither yes. parent wants the child to know what happened in the divorce.
2: Yeah. But the child knows something. So we're going to play night. <laughs> and we are the child and we know something's well, up. And this is grosser. Also. This is way grosser it's, than us. It, it coming out that we were right in a, in a very direct way, LSU, you're being gross. It's, See,
0: it's, mutually, the, the, it's mutually assured destruction. Absolutely.
1: And that's the way it has to be designed for those parties to walk away and not uh, rat the other out. And that's why I think everything's going to stay pretty sealed up. Um, uh, to me, Aaron, the grossest part about this is, the, is it's, it's totally natural if you're an LSU fan to shift towards who's going to be the next head coach. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what happens. Every fan base in the world does that. I mean, I've, I've literally seen coaches pass away and people are like, Oh, okay. Well, who's going to be the next head coach? I'm serious. Yeah. It happened at West Virginia, it happened in Northwestern. Like, I mean, it's, he was already out of the position at West Virginia, but you get my point. Yeah. So what is kind of gross here to me is that like people around LSU and, and I don't want to say the media down there. Cause I have a lot of friends that work down there and I think it's a pretty good press corps. There are definitely some beats that are worse as far as being like state media. Um, it, there's this feeling amongst like fans and message boards and stuff like, well, we hate this too. We feel gross, but we we don't want to know anything else either because we don't want the future of LSU football or LSU athletics to be affected.
2: Yes, yeah, screw whoever was I'm affected getting. by all of this shitty stuff. Like, screw them.
1: Yeah. So, in other words, if you're saying like, there's a ghost in the attic, but if you and the the ghost killed some people we don't want to know any more about it. We're just going to keep that door sealed off. I'm working. I'm I'm struggling. I could read you that one. But right, that's, good. that's good. That's the mentality of like, well, it's, it's out of sight. It's out of mind. Oh, uh, they all signed NDAs. I guess we'll never know. And I don't know if that's just journalism brain where I'm going to always seek to find out what happened in a situation. It's so obvious. We've got like 20 pages of a book that's about 450 long.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, which means we're going to get about five to ten pages every six months for the next uh, four years or so. Let me ask you this just to piss off know. as many people as possible. Ooh, who, would be, who would be the most state-run media of all the SEC schools? Of the, who's, who's the, the worst, worst run? Who's the worst press corps in the SEC, in your opinion, Steven?
1: Oof. See, I risk You said they're saying, not the worst. No, I, I, I meant in college football. Well, Clemson is notoriously bad. Okay. Clemson is the one that all the other reporters talk about. And I'll say that because I'm sure there is some beat writer I don't know who's on the Clemson beat who's not like that. But Clemson has, amongst SIDs, Clemson always had the reputation as, uh, of being the most, like, um, Iraqi ministry of information. Tennessee <laughs> always had that reputation, too, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tennessee
1: and the SEC was, was pretty far up there. A good portion of the Gainesville or, like, the the – the immediate area media for the university of florida it's a little different there because they have jacksonville tampa or they have a lot of outside local yeah. media if that yeah. makes sense so those are your quick answers and then just never go to mississippi either way just avoid it at all costs so um
0: what should be the timeline for making a hire
1: well you want to you want to hire a coach before they play football next year that'd probably be a good idea okay um it's so funny because now like everyone's patting themselves on the back and be like well you know we're we're in the driver's seat because it's October and we can operate the search openly. And I'm like, I, dude, you are what you are. If you're like, so there's a G, so like Georgia Southern's open right now, and if Troy opens, Georgia Southern will have had an advantage because they've been able to talk to candidates for the last, I think, three weeks. If you're LSU, you're LSU. The job's going to open in yep. October or December. It doesn't really matter. So I don't like They're kind of beating their chest a little bit too much about that. You,
0: you either know well, that you either know you want Billy Napier and he's going to take the job or Bob Stoops or Chris Peterson or pick whatever name off of whatever list. None you're of trying. those
1: names are. No, I
0: know. I, I, that's why that's why I use them. But like you, you've already had the, the you know, you've already got some you put the fishing line in the water and you kind of already know a little bit because you're LSU. And I don't
2: know if this is as talked about as the side of it of all the schools beating their chest on we beat everybody to the game and we're making moves. I would argue that the timing is totally different in terms of coaches that might be looking at the position and yes. what timing makes sense for them yes. because the earlier it is, the scarier it is. Cause you're going to end up flying, getting on a plane. Someone's going to have some flight tracker, you know, flying over some weird part of Louisiana and they're going to figure out that Mark Stoops is on it. And then his players are going to be in an uproar and then he's not even going to end up taking the job morale shot and this whole thing. So like, what is the, what's the, best timing for coaches versus the school and is this early like it, really that much of an advantage if you're lsu i'd say depends
1: no. on the job it depends on the job now, the candidates that um will circle this job they can operate with basically in total camouflage if you will or they mm-hmm. can go underground and do this in a way in which it won't pop up on by the way i just want to say this i'm sure we have people listening who have used flight aware before <laughs> it's not dog. It ain't that. It ain't that. I just, we've done a whole episode on my podcast on Splits On duo about how this actually happens. When you see the tail numbers coming, it's not that I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it was really popular for a long time. If you're tracking planes, you're wasting your time. 90% of these things happen at a neutral site, major airport hotel that has nothing to do with coaches here. Job is here like yeah. they're still probably just going to go to Chicago or Houston or Atlanta. No, the this, Atlanta, is, this is this is how you pick ahead.
0: a vice this is how you pick a vice president. Yes. Like this yeah. is exact this is exactly It's actually very
2: similar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The They'll they say like
2: that says something about
0: like Barack Obama would say, "I want you four people. We're gonna fly you into these four separate airports along these four separate places that have nothing to do with where you work, nothing to do with where I work. Yes, and and dress incognito. Joe Biden, don't wear the aviators or the or the jacket, the bomber jacket, and get off of that plane. Walk into that cafeteria. We're gonna have a meeting there, and then you're gonna get back on the plane and go.
1: The if
2: you're using FlightAware, I really hope you're single because your family hates you if you're spending that much time <laughs> doing stuff.
1: Wow." I, I mean you're not you don't not paying i spent attention attention a lot of time else. doing dumb dumb things adjacent to that but at least I pay a mortgage with it. Um well, there you go. A lot of it's
0: a lot of Tennessee fans that are doing that I think. Uh, I mean, Over 15 years. There's an
1: For entire reasons. like airport city outside of Hartsfield in Atlanta. It would, it's, and it's actually literally a cluster of and I think it has its own zip now of these chain airports that have the trams that you can like you can get off the private side of Hartsfield or the public side. You can train, you can Ubers slide in massive sort of like convention center style hotels. And I'm being this specific because I want you to know this isn't something you could camp out. You could camp in the lobby. I could tell you what Marriott it is where they've had power five interviews before you could camp in the lobby. You could get a room. You would never know. You'd yep. never know. They're, yep. they're designed to, to obfuscate. And, it, and let's be clear.
0: Bad. And let's be clear. What you're talking about is at this level the, ob- the ob- obfuscation. Why can't I Obf- say the word?
1: Obfuscation. Obf- you got it. Jesus Christ.
0: Um, the, the, that level of camouflage, <laughs> <laughs> camo, that level of camo, that, that happens is- because we're talking about USC and LSU, not because yeah. we're talking about you know Louisiana well, or um, Georgia Southern. So, like,
1: so so UConn and Georgia Southern have openings right now on the low ends. They aren't bringing people to Statesboro to interview. Right, right. That's not happening. Everybody's using neutral. So like, yeah, yeah. It's so so okay. like if okay. Mark Stoops is a name for LSU, he's not flying from Lexington to BR. It's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So l- let's quickly move on to the Florida half of this equation for LSU. Um, I-, I saw a lot, l- listen, Todd Grantham is, I-, I don't know why he still is employed. You've, you've said that many times, Stephen, but, I don't, I I will, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I saw a lot of like, and you were included in this group, I think Steven, which is Dan Mullen ain't the answer. He's not it. He's not, he's not going to be the guy at Florida and he should be fired. Yes. I I feel like that's insane. Like that, that to me is ridiculous. That's three top 10 finishes. There are some signs about Dan Mullen that maybe he's not going to reach Kirby, smart Jimbo, Nick Saban, Dabo levels.
1: Then he should be fired immediately,
0: but there's nothing to suggest that he should be fired.
1: There's everything about that job and his performance and his body of work suggests that he should have never been the head coach at the University of Florida. There's literally nothing other than the fact that he was Tim Tebow's offensive coordinator and that Scott Strickland had hemmed himself in. That's another example. That's a Ross Bjork example of, of probably being britches that are too big for you in terms of an AD. If you're not a gangster athletic director in this conference, you're dead before you sit down at the table. And everything about the University of Florida right now shows that they are headed to a solid, firm, inarguable number two in a division. I'm not talking about a conference. I'm talking about a division. Isn't that we Jimbo get... Fisher? What's that? Isn't that Jimbo
2: Fisher? Yeah.
0: Hey,
1: if national championships were just about money, then a and would have 20 in a row. But what – I'm not saying that Jimbo Fisher's extension at a and or the speculation that he's going to get poached – he's not by LSU – That's that is its own wonderful bouquet of stupid, but there's no reason that the University of Florida can hold this coach and his tenure, his current tenure up and say, we are on the path. We are on the same level as the regimes that we have had that have won multiple national titles. There's absolutely nothing about Dan Mullen that compares to the Urban Meyer era. There's nothing about him that compares to the Steve Spurrier era. And it's only getting worse. Do you know what he said to the play by play crew? Do you know what he said? He said, you know what? We don't have a lot of speed on the outside. We don't have a lot of speed on the outside right now. These guys are developing. Hey, bro, this ain't fucking Idaho. Okay. If you don't have speed on the outside, it's because you can't recruit. And if you can't recruit at the University of Florida, you're going to be unemployed at Central Michigan, just like Jim McElwain. I don't understand why Dan Mullen gets a pass on all this stuff. You By got the way, name me your biggest Dan Mullen win. I, I don't think
0: he gets a pass. I, I think. Well, then why should he have that job? This is going to sound like a, a weird answer, but it's the same thing I'm wondering about LSU. And it's the same thing I'm wondering about USC. There aren't any answers. There are no better candidates unless, wow. unless, unless urban Meyer, oh, or unless Rayden. urban Meyer's coming back. Who's did and, we burn and,
1: the coaching fields? Do we not grow them anymore?
0: No, no. Uh, well, maybe, maybe I should fix that. Then there aren't any of them that are either going to be big enough to, you know, impress people at, in LSU or Florida like again, like maybe a Mark Stoops wouldn't impress enough people or whatever. Like there there has to be this sweet spot of we fire Dan Mullen because you're going to get a proven commodity that you know can win national championships. Who is that
2: guy? Yeah.
1: Not I Dan Mullen. I lie,
2: I lie right in the middle here because I, I don't necessarily know that Dan Mullen is the guy, but I definitely don't know that he's not. I think that I don't think it's absolutely going downhill with no chance of coming back up. I think with the recruiting pool he has in Florida and all the potential he has there in terms of talent, I would think that his offensive mind could potentially do something with that. Maybe he needs to have better people around him um, to help keep that system a little bit stronger than his kind of erratic, unpredictable style of I wouldn't say coaching, but I mean being alive. So but I don't, I don't necessarily know. I feel like I'm right in the middle on this one because if you have a- not
1: if you have an inarguably bad defensive coordinator at the university of Florida, what does it say that you have fought to retain him as, as often as you have? Well, let me tell you exactly what that says. It's that this man is not well liked in the coaching community. This man has no tree. And this man is almost universally disliked by people.
0: That, that may be true, but also coaches are like, Extremely loyal to a fault because they're all stupid like that. Like they're all like, loyal to who? we're going to keep our guys longer than we're supposed to, and, and all that stuff. So
1: Nick um, Saban would eat one of his assistants if he well, thought it was going to cost him a national title.
0: Right, but as you said, and like if he 50- was hungry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's out of oatmeal pies. Who have I got left? Well, Pete Golding. All right, um, <laughs> it's it's also as we've said like sixteen times in the last couple of episodes, like Nick Saban sort of gets removed from the equation and put to the side because you can't really compare anything. To him and here, but here's the rejoinder.
1: You're absolutely right. Except now we're not saying Nick Saban anymore. You know what we've been saying all season go back and listen to every episode. Uh, no, you know no, we've been saying you got to finish the job. You got to finish and smart. You're you absolutely right. And trust me, there's nothing more certain in this world than Georgia getting a lead in something and blowing it. Believe me, go Braves. There is <laughs> going to be a reckoning for the university of Florida. If Georgia wins a national title, that's fine. That's that's what should happen. That's that's supposed
0: to happen if 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 Michigan wins a, if Michigan wins a national championship, which will never happen, but if it does, exactly, Ohio State will have a a reckoning. M- Michigan State Michigan, will have a reckoning.
1: Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State since I've been doing I, this job.
0: I, <laughs> that's not true. But, yes, it is. Um, all right, they beat look, them in
1: eleven. Right?
0: It's been that long. I thought I was just counting you as a
1: reporter. Sorry. Yeah. Like since I've been a national reporter, I don't okay. think that they've won. Okay. So you can't uh, compare him. All right. I, why we've do got, you like this guy? Before we got, get out of here? Why, do, why are you keeping this guy?
0: So it's, it's a lot of different things. Um, I, I think offensively, I don't think there's many people that get more out of their players that are more malleable with their offensive scheme that are, that can take players, put them into the right positions and, and like that offensive line talent. Again, this goes back to your point. Why don't we have enough talent? Well, that's your fault but you, I'll be damned if the dude doesn't get the best out of his players on offense. Like just that's something it, you say at Mississippi so. state though.
2: I think it's just because it's interesting. Like he's just interesting to me.
0: Uh, uh, there's also that like I enjoy, but the, I'm not
2: a Florida fan. So
0: I enjoy the um, foot in mouth, honesty as a, as a sports fan, as a media person, I just enjoy that. I don't knock a guy for that because I want people to be honest and I want people to say stupid things. So then I can make fun of them and say, Hey, keep saying stupid things. It's great he Does say stupid things. So I, I get it. I, I think your point about maybe um, the coaching wearing out is welcome amongst yeah. peers, that is a concern.
2: I'll bite that, you in the ass for sure.
0: that that would be a concern. So also, we got- Braden,
2: if you put a video and I'm looking off, I'm not not paying attention. I'm just thinking looking out the window. so I'm afraid you're gonna post oh, no, the video
1: reflective it's whistle- okay.
2: Thank you, Godfrey. Just making sure we're on the same page here.
0: Fringe Element is brought to you by Aaron Dugan. Get your Cards Against Humanity ready to insult our sponsor once again on the show. Fringe Element is brought to you by...
2: Um, Fringe Element is brought to you by Jaspers. Oh, no. How many cards have you pulled? I pulled a couple, but a couple of them are racist. It's Cards Against Humanity, so like they're very inappropriate on purpose. Right. Um, this most recent one says Arby's. We have the blank. I can't use that. That's Me, that's meats. Yeah, no, I know the it's not an answer. Not so so here's answer. what you
0: do. Jaspers, we have the meats.
2: Jaspers.
0: Or is that stealing? Are we allow, are we can we be sued now? Yeah, we don't want to. All...
2: I don't want to associate Jaspers with Arby's because yeah. that's doing Jaspers a grave disservice.
0: That is what about true.
2: Jaspers? What that mouth do? What? You got another know the millennials say that.
0: I don't know what that means
2: You can I'm, look it up on Urban Dictionary
0: Technically, I was born a millennial but
2: I know, but you and I aren't really like uh, yeah, You and I aren't like the, that kind of millennial
0: my, my pronoun is Gen Y It's not uh, it's not millennial I don't identify as a millennial I've been transitioning for at least eight years now
2: I'm not going to respond to that
0: Jaspers
2: Jaspers, giving 110% While well, you give 70
0: Okay, I think you can do better What's the next card say? Hold on so hard you you really don't just read them just read the bad ones. Why can't you just read the bad ones?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jasper's tearing that ass up like wrapping paper on Christmas morning. See, that's
0: great, that's wonderful.
2: I feel bad.
0: This is what Jasper's is paying for. Great Not happy for hour, long. great special, free parking, great food, great menu, classy atmosphere, and tearing that ass up
2: like Christmas paper.
0: You know what, AJ Brown? You should have gone to Jasper's. Wouldn't have torn that ass up.
2: Ooh, that was pretty, that was pretty witty. (laughs) All of these are horrible. This isn't going to last long because I've ran out of cards that I can say on, on air. And also I just said tearing that ass up. And I counted that as one that I could say on air. Let's move along. Jasper's. Well, let's actually say something good about Jasper's.
0: I will say that I thought your performance last week on the ad was one of your best performances.
2: Really? What did I say last week?
0: I just thought you were, you were really doing the British R thing. You were having a good time. You were talking about artisanal waters you were, I just, I thought you did a great, oh, job. Arti-
2: a nice artesian well water. Yes. That well, water,
0: well, water, yes. The nachos were flowing like water. And I just thought I you know. did a good job. You, you were like, you told me to stop one time cause you weren't finished doing the ad. Like I just thought, oh, you did yeah, job. I did
2: kind of snap at you. I did it listen was good. to that back.
0: It was very entertaining. I thought you did a great job. I just wanted okay. to tell you, give you positive reinforcement. And Thank you.
2: That. I'll be back next week. Stronger than ever. Tearing that ass up. Tearing that ass <laughs>
0: Oh my God, the parking is free. The menu is great. The happy hour is great. And you can watch the game there with your friends. <sighs>
2: and it's, I'm sorry. It's so hard to concentrate after we talk so much nonsense. Um, it is important that you go sit outside of Jasper's before the weather gets too cold because we're flirting with it in Nashville right now. It's gotten a little chilly this past weekend. It's still very nice out right now. I, it's like 65. I love, it. I love it. It feels good, but
0: my favorite weather.
2: It's gonna get cold quick because you know how Nashville like just I, taunts I, 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 you with I, 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 a little bit of kind of good amazing fall weather and then it's just like yeah. ice.
0: No, um, we get about a week of spring and a week of fall. That's about it. It's mostly I wonder just if they can make a.
2: Some. Have you? I wonder if they could. Jen with two ends can make a hot toddy. That's my favorite fall drink.
0: Uh, if not, I could teach her. True story. Mm-hmm. When I waited tables in college, I was the only person in the restaurant that knew how to make a hot toddy.
2: Really, I definitely know how to make one. They're delicious.
0: Nobody no ever heard, heard of it. it. I was, that, I've I was had shocked. like
2: family members that like prescribe that when you're like really ill. They're like, "Here, take some hot whiskey with honey." And you're like, "Okay." I, lemon. I'm,
0: I'm battling a little something right now. A little gunk, a little crud right now, and uh, yeah, a little hot water, a little brandy or whiskey or bourbon, lemon, little lemon, little honey, mm-hmm. stir it up. You're good to you go. put anything
2: else in there? That's all I put in it.
0: I do. I, I go heavier on the lemon, less on the sugar.
2: I don't add any. Sh- you mean honey?
0: Yeah, less less honey, more lemon. Because it's yeah. it's good for your throat as a talker,
2: and that's go and that's on <laughs> that's on um, pharmaceuticals. So
0: yes, go go to Jaspers and uh, drink.
2: They have the meats.
0: So SEC officiating. Um, mm. I I've been on this. I've, I've said this a, a number of times. I know why it won't happen, but I think it would be fascinating to, to actually experiment with it. And I could see sort of like a college football playoff uh, mock exercise with like officials maybe one day where we actually get the data and the stats. We actually get all the rankings and the numbers where we actually know everything that all these, the NFL and the, the big power brokers have. Because otherwise I don't, or, or and I doubt we're ever going to make them accessible to the media to have to answer questions. That's never going to happen either. Other than those two things, having access to the stats and answering questions publicly. I I don't know other than public pressure of people just being angry, like no one's going to stop going to games. We're not going to boycott the sport. I don't know how we force the sec to, to make adjustments because it is not just one weird questionable call with Matt Corral. It's not just the fumble in the Arkansas Auburn game. It's the Auburn Penn state extra down. It's the Mississippi state Memphis game. It goes back to last year's Arkansas and Auburn game. Yes, it it is. It's a problem. Braden,
1: I thought you were referencing last year when you said Arkansas, Auburn fumble. I thought that's the that's the one you were talking about. And then I remembered there's a sequel.
0: There's a sequel. So the
1: question is, what can be done? Uh, You have to admit there's a problem first. And they haven't done that yet. Okay, let's assume that happens. I, I do think they have to have more public like the SEC never admits they're wrong ever ever it's the ivory tower concept it's how they market themselves it's what they it's the pressure they exert off the record it's the pressure they exert with their corporate partners this is affecting their action their most important product is the football ostensibly it might actually be the fans believe it or not um but this has there has to be some sort of public dialogue of saying hey look based on the last how you know two years actually however you want to however you want to categorize it however you want to codify it we need to engage in a review system, be transparent about the process because you're actually not trying to be perfect, it's impossible. What you're trying to do is build back the faith in the system for your consumers.
2: Is there anything on the front end that needs to be happening? Like, what, what would it take? Okay, so if, if you get transparency
1: be- or whatever,
0: better, are you- better press releases?
1: Uh, yeah. I, it gives us, I'll be honest with you, it would give this conversation right now a foothold towards saying they acknowledge this this is a problem this is an emphasis of concern they're moving towards this we're not doing that all we can do is speak speculatively about this and that undermines again faith in the product that's the biggest issue they have is faith in the product
0: what's interesting when you said the fans are their other are product I, that yeah definitely I, I immediately started thinking about the mexican trampoline which is a reference to the border when when drug cartels in Mexico realized that like selling opium and weed to, to, across the border wasn't their real commodity. Their commodity was the border itself. And they would allow the Colombian cartels to bounce cocaine into the country. That, mm-hmm. that's, that is what this is, is. Your fans are what you're selling to people. You're selling them to corporate sponsors. You're selling yes. them. Th- that is what you're selling. And in that sense, I guess I'm hopeful that those people can exert enough pressure but I, I don't see people not going to games because there's of not that. an organized
1: way to do that. The right. only like, example I've ever seen tw- Twitter I don't... ever in in any major sport. And feel free to if you've got one, throw it out there. Yes. I know of an actual group of New Orleans Saints fans just to go back to that who stopped paying for season tickets and stopped paying for tickets and and stopped supporting the franchise for years following the no call pi against the Rams in the NFC Championship. That's the only example in my entire life that I've seen where people stuck to it and said, hey, I love this team or, or my school or what have you. I'm not participating in this as a consumer. I'm not endorsing this with my money in, in terms of the, the, the capitalist logic. I'm walking away from this until it's fixed or at least acknowledged because the NFL, it was the same issue with the NFL. Refs. It wasn't really they never really just said, hey, flat out. We fucked up. How are we going to fix this? How is it prevented in the future? what fundamental changes have we made to where this doesn't happen again? That's what people are looking for. Yeah.
2: What if you just pay them way more and find them every time they mess it up? Uh,
1: it's I mean, you, you really don't do know. That. I mean, it's not, it's not the know. worst idea. I mean, the because, next step-
2: because I mean, what's, what else is going to make you, you're not going to put anything more into it right now in terms of, prep studying different situations like putting yourself in you know uh, being like studying film and all this as an official unless you have an incentive to do it it's like if you get if you lose five grand every time you mess up something in a major game or 10 grand or whatever the number is i mean maybe you do more on the front end i think the only answer is having them spend more time studying every possible situation from a bunch of different angles and making sure that, you know, they seem the same thing in five different ways and, and learning how to go about it. And then it's like, Oh, well, your family's not going to Disney world if you miss that LSU call or whatever. (laughs) So then maybe you lock it up. I truly don't know. I thought about this a lot. I don't know another way besides, I'm kind of kidding about that, but I'm really not.
1: You have to go universal. This is the only sport in America that doesn't have universal officiating. Yeah. The way RPOs are called in the Big 12, and I had Walt Harris talk on the record to me about this a couple of years ago when I was still going to media days, like RPOs are called differently in two of the five major leagues. So what if that comes into effect, RPO being fairly ubiquitous right now, I'm talking about run pass option, by the way, in a national title game or a playoff semifinal. I'm serious. So what if you have a Pac-12 crew that is not used to the way a Big 12 team, there's more leniency in the Big 12 on RPO, right? That's one example. Why do we have regionalized officiating? Why is that a thing?
0: Well, that's, that's, I, I'm just
1: that's saying, the same like,
0: rhetorical I, question of the NCAA at all times. Like, that's just
1: why, why? So, so again, but going back to one of our favorite offseason conversations about, so what is the evolution of the sport and autonomy? And what does it mean when the power five sort of builds their own world? Yeah. That's one of the things that needs to happen in this new world. And I've, I've heard from coaches, especially coaches who have lived, a good chunk of their career in multiple power five conferences that there needs to be a universal standard because every year we kind of flirt with disaster between our postseason structure and our non-conference, our big non-conference games. Oh, okay. So Oregon's the road team. So we're going to have PAC 12 refs in the horseshoe or, you know, we're uh, SEC
0: uh, officials in in
1: (laughs) in happy Valley. It's it's disastrous. It shouldn't happen. Like, there should be a universal standard. And I do agree with Aaron. There has to be a grading system. If you call the World Series, it's because you're graded out to call yeah. the World Series.
0: Oh, there, there's a grading system. It's just not public. We just don't. We, I, I guarantee you that they have data. But I, I mean, I can tell you officials. as a college
1: football reporter that the grading system in the Pac-12, is, is it does not speak the same language as yes. the grading system yeah. in the other leagues and vice versa. So that's, fair. that's a huge issue.
0: So uh, let's, we'll end this here because uh, I've suggested two things. You both suggested two solid options. Maybe the SEC's listening. Go do something about it. Um, Heupel and Harson. I want to bring up these two guys, two new coaches, uh, Ole miss Tennessee was fantastic game other than the, all the extra stuff that, that was going down with the injuries and the, I mean, it was 180 snaps. It was insane. So I, I don't really have much patience for people making excuses about players cramping in 180 snaps, but, um, I thought Josh Heupel's defense played way, to, way over at skis. I thought Bo Nix for Auburn played his one of his best games ever as a starting quarterback in the sec. What do we make of the two guys and the jobs they're doing and who's got, why is it working in your opinion? Both of you.
2: Hmm. Go ahead, Godfrey.
1: Um, it's very hard to grade them on a similar track, but I, I think we kind of have to based on their performances so far. I just keep thinking about what's headed to Knoxville in terms of like an overall arc of the program. I don't know. I, I kind of lean towards Hypo actually doing a better job because he is, he's breathing more life into a deader body, more dead body. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a it's standard dark. of expectations already. that's not being met in terms of, and it's like not even just crazy booster stuff at Auburn. It's like, it kind of makes sense. Like Gus wasn't fired on the heels of like a two intense season. Yeah, there's talent on that roster and how how uh, Harz integrates his system into the SEC is being examined right now. And I think that over in Knoxville, it's a little bit more like, oh, my God, you saved my baby. Like, it's that kind, right, like, right. you pulled my baby out of the well. It's that kind of attitude so far.
2: That's kind of the same take. I, I wrote down, like, Hypel is dad and Harson is CEO. Like, it seems like Harson can, like, run what is – happening there. Maybe employ people that work, but we can't really tell yet. And Bo Nix was already there. And I think he is coming into himself as a player. I actually don't really see him backtracking as much um, in the quarterback position, but it's hard to put the entire thing on Harson's back when you have Bo Nix playing like he is right now. I agree with Godfrey in the sense that Heupel literally took something that felt like it was on the brink of of death and brought it back to life. And the players like Braden, you've alluded to many times on this on 440 on every outlet, which is that they really like playing for him. They like each other. They remember that they liked playing football and that's really hard to do to beat down student athletes in a short amount of time and they're playing well. So from what we've seen so far, I'm going hypo. I'm not saying Harson can't come into to show, prove something that we haven't seen yet. But from what I've seen so far, I'd take Josh Heupel.
1: I have a question. If I like slid you an envelope in August and you open it up and it said, name the first year sec coach who has to fire one of his position guys, because there's 10 men on the field on a game deciding drive. (laughs) Wouldn't you have probably picked Heupel? Shane Beamer. (laughs) Damn. <laughs> All right. Why, because he's
2: never coached But
0: number two might have
1: been... Number two might have been Shosh Heupel. You win to, that one, Gall. Yeah,
2: honestly, Braden,
1: good job. Team point. did not put on helmets. It played one quarter without helmets. Shane Beamer, <laughs> South Carolina.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, but if you told me between the two, yes, it would not be the guy who's been a... Yeah. You know, I, I will. I, what I'm fascinated the most about is, to your point, Aaron, about how much of it is Bo Nick's natural progression, and, and should we credit him for doing the work he needs to do to get better? And the offensive schematic power struggle that's happening behind the scenes that is 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 that mean is bo nicks playing this well because brian harson is winning that battle and because he's having a greater influence or is it the other way around that's what i'm fascinated with with, with brian harson and bo nicks he, he's playing the best football of his career and it's not even close it's not even close
1: i don't know it's probably one's gonna have to inform the other
2: i don't think we know yet do we yeah.
1: Yeah, One's okay. going to have to influence. I mean, I, I do think that on a very simplistic level, what Harz is offering in terms of a, a base package of an offense is fits Bo Nix a little bit better than than his predecessor. Yes. I, yes, I agree. Well,
2: and just the big plays that they are like, for, for example, this weekend, being able to have the energy and the play calling to get up early and then you can just kind of settle back into the offense that you know without the stress of trying to make up for something or do something big exactly like Braden and I were talking before the show Mike Leach's press conference he's talking about playing Alabama he's like we played way we played way beyond ourselves this is you know we try to play outside of ourselves to do something crazy Well, when you get up early like Auburn did this weekend and you make some explosive plays like they were able to do then you don't have to stress and play outside of yourself you can kind of settle back in and he looks really comfortable and when you're when you're winning you're more comfortable so I may it's it's all never one sometimes two always 10 but I'm sure there's (laughs) several reasons
0: always 10 always Bo Nix um uh, all right so real quickly here Georgia dominates Kentucky oh by the way uh a third consecutive double digit win over a top 15 opponent with a backup quarterback, who, oh, by the way, is now Stetson Bennett, I believe, number one in the nation in yards per play, number two in yards per attempt, and number two in quarterback rating nationally. Right now, if Stetson Bennett ended the season and was eligible, he would break Mac Jones's efficiency record in the history of college football in terms of the most efficient season ever played by a quarterback. We still have said we don't believe that he's the thing that gets them past Alabama in, in the SEC championship game. Speaking of Alabama, and you can bring this in, Aaron, like you just talked about, extremely... Nice bounce back from Alabama on the road against Mississippi State, of course. So I, I don't know what there is to say other than I think Kentucky's still pretty good and they should be super proud of their team. Um, other than just this death march that's taking place from Athens to Atlanta into the playoff is still just, you know, listen. the the The, the betting app is still trying to get me to buy out, and they keep asking offering me more money. That's all. That's all I know.
1: Don't do it. Trust me. <laughs> Old Vegas Dugan's got some <laughs> advice for you. I,
0: I'm, I'm riding it until probably the morning of the of the SEC championship game, and then I'll buy out.
2: I mean, in, in Kentucky's defense, they were trailing Georgia by seven going into the half. So I think that just says something about Kentucky's stamina. I mean, talent mm-hmm. too, but stamina to only be trailing this Georgia team, seven points going into the half. And then it, you know, and then it, it doesn't ever really bust wide open. I mean, Georgia is very
0: methodical. More than- Kentucky's offensive line was never really in their own backfield. And that's a crazy thing to say when you play Georgia.
2: It's yeah. A, this has a lot of this. W- losing by 17 to, con- to Georgia. says a lot about Kentucky and about Georgia.
1: Yeah. Still probably good for a loss there somewhere like but, in the stretch. Oh,
0: Kentucky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but, t- but again- 10, and two,
0: 10 and two is great, though.
1: Tennessee has such wild wounded animal energy where you're like, you know, <laughs> things are not going to sustain, but they're going to like bite someone in the face before they go down. I thought it was Ole Miss and I was almost right. And I think Kentucky would be the next viable candidate.
0: I love it when the Bayou comes out in you, Stephen. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, the Georgia Bayou. <laughs> Alabama. Pretty good.
1: Wait,
2: can I ask a question? Oh, yeah. Godfrey, do you stand for every podcast? I do. I, I don't think desk. I ever knew that until right now.
1: Yeah, he, he does desk. a lot of gyrations. I have a standing desk. You so I do still
2: don't know what that means, Braden.
1: I, no, Gyration you... is not what you're is not what you think. No, is a dancer. He does I'm standing not know contra posture. What... Andrew Aaron understands that I'm standing contra posture. It basically means I'm leaning to one side or the other because I stand while I work a rapid movement a, in a
0: a, sure. a rapid movement in a circle or spiral.
1: gyration is like a, a ludicrous whirling, a whirling backup up no no see, so
0: here's the difference steven she thinks it's like this urban dictionary thing that is like she thinks i'm talking about like some ludicrous dance video i'm just talking about the word where you just like spin around in circles
2: I understand which is what, everybody, which is
0: what gyration means
2: everybody thinks it means it's bumping and grinding no that's
0: that's what a, you I have young to find a way out of this segment yes you young instagram people think that not me all right I have to,
1: I have to Go find ahead. a way
0: out football games, Stephen. Rook, anything you have at all, LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Bama. There's not a lot of games this week. Vanderbilt found a way to lost anything that you're looking for. Oh, this weekend? Um, it,
1: there is a very interesting blueprint be- because of the LSU, Florida thing that, that I do think is foreboding for Ole Miss. Ole Miss is on borrowed time with its defense. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm picking upsets because I was so bold last week with that. I, there's, a, there's so much psychologically Brayden, that's going on with LSU that I would shy away from saying hey, they're going to go march into Oxford, but they ran for a lot of yards in the football game and that yeah. makes me think that like that defense is not good. Um, it's a bad conference like this week. It just, it just is it's, it's like, not yeah, it's not good. AM and Alabama are going to have mercy killings. I mean it's just I, I call me crazy, I think Vanderbilt can, can beat Mississippi State. Yes, it's possible.
0: I was rooting so hard for them, Aaron, and then I turned the game on literally with a minute 36 to go. Yeah. I, I literally turned it on with a minute 36 to go, and I was like, oh, shit, I did it to the Vanderbilt Commodores. It was my yeah, fault.
2: You, d- you didn't do it, Braden. I'm not going to put that on you. You just you, – it's you. truly never over. I've Missouri's seen Vanderbilt lose so bad, after the clock hit zero in Knoxville. I, it, is, it is never <laughs> over. It's never too late.
1: Um, speaking of Missouri, because I was trying to make a joke there, Another winnable game for Vanderbilt. I just want to throw that out there. I know this is an insane way. I think that's going to be harder, but yeah.
0: No, I'm going to have to, this is how we'll end the conversation and we'll send you guys on your merry way here. I am officially, I've officially deleted Eli's number from my phone.
1: Yeah, that defense is just like abysmal. Well, and it's, yeah,
0: there's other problems on the recruiting trail now. If you're Ryan Walters, if
1: if you're Ryan Walters and you're like, you left Missouri to go to Illinois, like which bad decision did you make? (laughs) I'm trying to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: if you're an offensive lineman in illinois <laughs>
1: but if you went to work for brett Bielema, oh brutal, brutal. Anyway.
0: steven always you a pleasure my friend it. get on the beat and figure out who's going to be the next head coach at lsu for us uh, report back next week we do appreciate it uh when we come back here on fringe element you'll hear from adam sparks from the knoxville new sentinel who was at neyland stadium until 3 a.m on saturday evening yuck Adam, great to see you, man. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, after what took place last weekend and what's what's coming up in the next
3: few weeks, I, we had to talk to you, man. How how are you, sir? Did you have you got any sleep since Saturday night? Well, you know a uh, little bit. I mean, I left Needland Stadium at uh, three a.m. Eastern, maybe a little after that, and uh, I've got a little since then. Uh, I was uh, I was promised some shenanigans, some drama on the UTB. In the first few weeks, I thought, really, this is just kind of a ho-hum, nice guy coach and a little bit of quarterback stuff, but finally, finally, I got my, <laughs> I got what I was promised on this ball's beat. See, I really
0: didn't want to talk to you about, like, what actually happened with the fans on Saturday night in the stands, because it's been litigated, you know, on social media forever, it's really just not that, it, like, it's unacceptable, but it's, but it's not that huge of a deal either, so um we'll get to the fine, but, like. It's so funny that they've been so Tennessee fans have been so logical, so rational, s- fairly humble, and 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 sort of like in line for most of the season. And all it took for all of that to be thrown away was the sight of one man, one man standing there, threw it all away. It's hilarious to me.
3: Uh, the, the response. Um, I said this a couple of times this week that Vol Twitter. I already knew what Vol Twitter was, but Vol Hotmail is so much better than Vol Twitter. <laughs> (laughs) vol hotmail vol twitter has 280 characters uh vol hotmail can go on and on and on and uh (laughs) it's it's much more entertaining um especially you can get the you can understand someone's rage if if you go about 500 words in and there's not a sentence yet I mean, there's not a there's not a period yet to, to end the sentence. Uh so I've I've had a few of those, but uh yeah, it just it just took Lane Kevin coming to town and you kind of knew I mean something was gonna happen. We all knew something was gonna happen. This wasn't gonna be just a football game or a winner or loser, everybody goes home and pats each other on the back. There was gonna be some kind of drama. I just I I, I didn't see Dasani bottles being thrown <laughs> onto the field. I I, I would have had a few guesses before that.
0: fine and maybe some like video review of the play. um, Ironically, of course. Uh, And, and, and of course, you know, like they're going to look at their alcohol policies a little steep, right about what you expected. I mean, this is not the first time this has happened in the sec.
3: No, 250 is actually uh, uh, what my guess was. Uh, I was talking to some over at the press conference, um, every UT's press conference, maybe just a, maybe a half an hour before that was released. And 250 was my guess because that is the third offense. that's the fine that is the third offense for when fans run onto the field. And so I thought it would be somewhat comparable to those fines. You know, there is a precedent of that number and it wasn't going to be first offense. They were going to push it as far as they could. So third offense, I mean, it, it's equal to that third offense. So that's that's kind of what I thought it would be. And we got hints from uh, Dondy Plowman, the Chancellor um, the day before about what some of the other things would be like the video surveillance security cameras that sort of thing I don't know how much they're really going to get done in that I mean I don't what really can you do I'm sure they'll they'll pick up some people but I mean are you going to look at a security camera and say oh that's 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 Julie, the sophomore. That's the biology major. You know, I, re- I recognize her anywhere. So let's let's go let's go get her from her dorm. You know, I don't know I don't know how much facial recognition software that they have in uh, UT security, but they could surprise us.
0: Damn, damn biology majors just always <laughs> causing trouble for everybody else. Um, all right, I, it's already taken up too much of the interview because it's already taken too too much of the oxygen away from what really should be the story, which is that. Tennessee defensively, in particular, on the in the second half of that game against Ole Miss, they played extremely well. They are playing their tails off for Josh Heupel. You know, it took a long time for the offense to get going, and Matt Corral was just a superstar, and that's why they won the game, not because of all the other stuff. But that's why Ole Miss won the game. I I just, what can you say about the job the defensive coaching staff has done with this roster from the spring until now?
3: Yeah, I mean the the surprising part to me is that it hasn't come from like one guy. Sometimes you can see a a unit turn around, a defense turn around because you you know you found one pass rusher, and this this guy kind of changes everything. They're one great middle linebacker. It's not really been that. I mean Theo Jackson is his numbers are great. Matthew Butler's had a good year. They've had some pass rushers, but you could really pick out all eleven that are maybe like a letter grade better than you thought they would be. And if you have that out of a group, you. You know the is better uh, some of the parts, so to speak, and that goes to coaching. I think it. I mean, it has to. That's the common denominator there. So, it it is better. We thought that would be a significant weakness on this team. It's not. It's it's competitive, and I think that probably bodes more for where this defense could be next year. Because again, if it's just one player, when that player's gone, that's it. It's not. It's this is this is a this is a pretty solid defense, and that tells you probably be. Uh, moving ahead with the same staff
0: it's interesting too because I think you know again fans want to blame the referees and we can talk about that in a second but the offense had the ball in their hands what three different times in the fourth quarter with a chance to win the game and just couldn't finish the job I don't think that's an indictment of the offense or the coaching staff or the players I think Ole Miss is better but that that is that was really sort of the issue at the end of the day was they could not finish the drive now I know Hooker didn't play on the last possession and Joe Milton almost throws the touchdown, but it, it, what does Josh Heupel have to say about his offense's performance on Saturday night?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, they, they were, they were close. Um, you knew that game would go back and forth. Maybe you thought it'd be more, more higher scoring, but uh, you knew it would be back and forth and whoever couldn't finish drives. That's, that's the team that was going to lose. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss converted more, some forced downs earlier on. They can, they, they finished drives. Uh, Tennessee didn't it's, you know, on the Joe Milton thing, I thought this was interesting. Um, if you had to pick out, for all the deficiencies that Joe Milton has, if you had to pick out one thing that Joe Milton is, is pretty good at, better than most, is being at about the 20-yard line, having 15 guys running around the end zone, and you need a quarterback that can throw it as hard as he can into a tight window. There was no touch was needed. You're not throwing. You need a guy just to rock at a fastball. And, and he nearly did that on the Cedric Tillman almost catch there. And so that disappoints me that on the last play, you're thinking, why are you running aside from not knowing what the clock is? Why are you running? This is what you're out there to do. Yeah. Throw it as hard as you can into a <laughs> mass of people and see if you hit one of them in, in orange. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was uh, UT got as close as they could. And they went toe to toe with the top 15 team. I I think UT is a team that can compete at that level right now, which means that I think they can compete with Kentucky. I know that's getting ahead of things, but, uh, but there, we know what Tennessee is now. And I think what Tennessee is, is good enough. It's a bold team. And I don't, I, I think that mystery is, is, is gone now. If, if Hendon hooker is healthy enough to play against Kentucky, we'll see.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a positive step right there. Already, already deciding that is a positive step for the program. There's no, no question about it. So let's get ahead of ourselves then. And looking at the East, because you've been around the East for a long time, um, you know Missouri's on a very downward trajectory. Vanderbilt and South Carolina just played a, a really ugly football game. You know what? What? What does the East look like at the end of the season? If you know, what, as far as Tennessee goes, Kentucky, they still have to play Bama and Georgia. Just what? What? Where does their Where do they fit into the East now that you've seen them play for half a season?
3: Well, I mean, it's in the East. It's Georgia and everybody else um and i think where tennessee is now is that you can put them in maybe i guess what, what would be the second tier um which is florida kentucky tennessee that's the second tier of the east the bottom tier is south carolina missouri vanderbilt and tennessee had a chance to be in the second tier or the third tier they were never going to be at the top but they could be in the second or the third and they're 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 in the second tier uh you know they they don't get another shot at Florida this year, but uh, they could they could beat Kentucky. Even if they go and lose at Kentucky in a close game, I, I still think we can definit- definitively say there's a difference between Tennessee and those teams at the bottom. And I think if you go back from a preseason perspective and what's realistic for Josh Hobble to get accomplished, I think that was pretty close to the ceiling. And he, he's got them in position to, to be there. And should I ask you about the Alabama game? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have thoughts on the Alabama game? Um, I mean, so Hinton Hooker, Josh Hinton Hooker's um, injury is not long term. Um, if that's the case, and he does heal up, and he is available to come back and play after the bye week, which is next week, and plays against Kentucky, then I don't want to say an injury is ever a blessing in disguise, but anything that could keep Hinton Hooker out of the lineup against Alabama I think is better in the long term for Tennessee and it's <laughs> the same for Tyon Evans it's the same for Cade Mays same for a lot of those guys go there and get beat by 28 or go there and get beat by 40 it 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 doesn't matter that much what matters is being healthy this thin roster gets healthy and they can go and beat Kentucky and make a run at the end of the year and then you're a seven and five team going to the Liberty bowl or whatever. And Josh Hopper couldn't go out and recruit and say, look, I've got things headed in the right direction, but that, that you need Hendon hooker to be, to be healthy, to do that. I I know there's been a lot of sort of tomfoolery around the Ole Miss game. And we kind of talked about it and joked about
0: it, but do, do our fan, where are fans at right now with the state of the program? Because they, they sold out the stadium, you know, two, two nice wins over bad teams, granted, uh, I'm just curious because again they felt they sounded so sort of logical and kind of calm about their team all summer and then you sort of swing real quickly to the extreme because it's Kiffin and he sort of like elicits that response what where is do are they just excited about the progress are they excited about the buy-in like where, where are the fans right now
3: they're they're closing ranks I think which is a positive from the fan perspective uh, they came out and and showed really well for the first 59 minutes to borrow a Josh Hopple line um it looked great the atmosphere looked like what it used to look like and it was a sellout and it was pretty close to full um I think fans are responding well they're responding well to the brand they UT plays hard uh defense plays hard we talked about that the brand of offense is just fun to watch I think there is a in with the fan base and they came in and showed that the the incident at the end of the old miss game I think closed the ranks a little uh, even a little more because I think they like this coaching staff they like this team and you know as well as I do anytime that there's shots taken from outside of the program outside of Knoxville outside of the fan base um, that sort of strengthens the base for better or worse and I think that's that's what happened. I mean I I had four family members that were in the stands on that south end zone side of the field none that threw bottles or anything but they were over there in the middle of uh, of all that and i remember their immediate response in the game was this is embarrassing i can't believe our fans are doing this uh and so and then when more and more reports came out uh it was more hey whoa 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 whoa. don't talk about our fans okay there was a few of them but you know it's it's this thing of we can be, uh, as a, a UT fan says, we can be frustrated and embarrassed and that sort of thing. But don't you dare attack us. We can attack us. You can't attack us. And that is a that's a good thing for the fan base. From the outside, that doesn't look healthy. From the inside, that's perfectly fine for UT. And I think it's really good for Josh Heupel because he is. There's more admiration right now, I think, within the fan base because he has gone more toward the. Um, accentuating the positive of, 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 where, of what fans yeah. did in that game as opposed to the negative.
0: So it was Julie from Biology and the Sparks family. That's what we, <laughs> that's what we figured out.
3: That's, that's right. I, I scoured our Knox News uh, photo gallery to make sure no one Related to me, because I could go in and I could wipe that photo. Out. Oh, if I found oh, wow. one, oh, absolutely, absolutely, journalistic integrity out the window if I see a family <laughs> member. Because Dondi Plowman is looking, and if she sees, a Sparks with a Dasani bottle in hand. Wow. Yeah. Better be
0: careful, Adam. Always a pleasure, man. uh Enjoy the Alabama game, I guess. um And I'm glad you've been indoctrinated into uh, the Big Orange Nation up there in Knoxville. So thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. Thanks,
3: man. All right. Good to be on. That was Adam Sparks
0: of the Knoxville News Sentinel, of course. Special thanks to Stephen Godfrey for hanging out with us as well. Lots of drama in the SEC this week, Aaron. Everything, like, there was really good stuff to talk about on the field, but it doesn't feel like any of that, like, mattered compared to a coach getting fired, fans acting insane at a game, um, officiating being garbage across the sport. Like, it's just, there's too much drama off the field, you know?
2: I don't really understand astrology, but. I think that something was in retrograde.
0: Uh, Mercury is, I believe, what goes in rec- retrograde. I think
2: Mars goes in retrograde too.
0: Do you know what that means? This is a great conversation. I'm glad you brought this up
2: because I don't. Um, know,
0: I don't think I don't think you're supposed to know anything about astrology because I don't think it's real. But that's just
2: well, <laughs> it oh. is real because here's why it is. It's real only because gra- like I'm a big quantum physics person, so the plate. <laughs> you probably didn't know this about me who's ever said
0: that sentence
2: oh i like probably listened to two hours of like quantum physics related like information on a you know what daily I'm a basis
0: big, i'm a big quantum physics person
2: i really am i come by it genetically it's not my fault but gravity has a lot to do with everything and the way we act and where the planets are it's not really because the planet's in a certain place it's because we are in a certain place and it t- changes our ground like where we are with gravity and how so- it's Reacting. so is, a, so is so it's astronomy like-
0: which is the one that's like I'm reading your zodiac sign and you're supposed to behave this way because you're born in this month which one That's is that?
2: astrology okay
0: that's the one I think is garbage
2: yeah and but the reason why the only reason it makes sense is like if you really dig into it it really comes back to gravity which is really just quantum physics who
0: do you look up to more Tim Corbin or Neil deGrasse Tyson
2: don't do that to me
0: you have to choose
2: no I don't actually yeah. I just thought about it and I was like no <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> wow, I, I can't
0: believe you hold Neil deGrasse at the same standard as Tim Corbin. That's I exciting. love Corbs.
2: It's exciting. It's probably Corbin. Uh, but... No,
0: Sturgill Simpson sings a song about mer- Mercury in retrograde, and it's about the fact that it's going so much faster around the sun that it actually looks like it's going backwards in the night sky. That's what it means, right? And so who said this. Well, it's it's Mercury in retrograde as a phrase, as a mm-hmm. belief, was you know ancient people who didn't have science in the internet. Uh, right. They they would see Mercury going backwards in the night sky because it's going so fast around the sun that it's actually look it looks like it's going backwards. Oh, but it's not. And the belief was back in the old days that when that was happening, shit was fucked up.
2: <laughs> that's, yeah.
0: that's what it, that's what it means. Like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde again. That's why there's chaos happening. That's why the the fields have you know flooded and you know like that's why there's chaos in our lives. So I want to
2: come back with a real answer to gravity as it relates to mercury and retrograde because some of the astrology stuff I get it looks like BS like there's no way I act like everyone that's born between August whatever and the early part of September but
0: astronomy super cool and very scientific right
2: astronomy is just the just stars stars I mean there's those are all like define quantum physics to me Uh, that's a really hard thing to define I think can you even? Well, take you're a, s- a big
0: quantum physics. I know, person. but I don't. I, I you, no one's
2: like, tell me the definition of it. Like, I'm not. An I just want to know science. what it
0: is. Just tell me what it is.
2: Quantum <laughs> physics is like, God.
0: You can't claim to be a quote unquote big quantum physics person.
2: How many people are you? Like, I, you know the definition of quantum physics? Uh, none. Like, none at that's all. That's not like a thing that people just spout off a definition of.
0: You should really, when you start talking about quantum physics, you should start doing the British R thing. Like yeah,
2: you really should.
0: Quantum physics.
2: It just talks about like the quantum field and like how like time and space are not like we think of time as linear and it's not necessarily linear. There we go. Okay. It's more like it's a flat circle. You get into multi-universe theory, and that this actually all happened before, but we're all just playing it out in these different layers, and maybe they're stacked on top of each other rather than horizontal. I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird.
0: I, I, I love that. It's a fantastic answer. I, I was not trying to put you on the spot. You're right. I don't know anybody that knows how to define quantum physics, but I've never heard anyone say, I'm a big quantum physics person. So I just, <laughs> I thought I would ask, what does that mean?
2: It's just the most simple nature of atoms and <laughs> the way they interact with each other and as they relate to, to nature as a whole.
0: In time, and space.
3: And, time uh, and space. Thank
0: you guys all for listening to the show. Wow. <laughs> um, I no clue what happened at the end of the, the podcast today. Um, I, I did enjoy it though, Aaron. Um, thank and you. And I, I do appreciate it. I'm going to immediately I go. I can start. give
2: one quantum physics fact a week. I'll I'm teach everybody go, a little
0: something extra. Sure. I'm going to go Google and start finding documentaries and doing research on quantum physics. Start so with come, Sean Carroll. So, see, there you go. I'm going to come prepared next week because I feel dumb just talking to you about this. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks to Stephen Godfrey. Thanks to Jaspers, who is our title sponsor. Thank you for sticking with us and allowing us to promote your product on this ridiculous show. We do appreciate it. Go to Jaspers. The happy hour is great. The menu is great. The parking is free. The people are wonderful and the food is fantastic. So do all of that. Special thanks to Adam Sparks for joining us as well. Aaron Dugan, where can people find you?
2: Aaron underscore Dugan on Instagram, the Aaron Dugan on Twitter. Jasper's, I'm sending you an apology card. I'm got to run to Walgreens anyway, right after this. So I think I owe them like a what, apology, sympathy, both.
0: Yeah, thank you, note.
2: <laughs> thank you, note for like not giving up. Braden, where can they find you?
0: Find me at Braden Gall on Twitter, at Braden D Gall on Instagram, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you guys all for listening. For Adam Spark, Stephen Godfrey, Aaron Dugan. My name is Braden Gall. Please rate, review, and subscribe, but just only say nice things. This has been Fringe Element on the 440 Sports Network.